everybody welcome back to the show i see things a little differently slow chemical here uh so two weeks and i <laughs> i reason why i put that clip on before the show is because i feel like that's the kind of heat i've been getting so for as much positive feedback as i've gotten from the last two weeks also got some some, some feedback that you guys just wanted to be the way the show was with the results and all that good stuff which i appreciate um, but for me, I just needed that two weeks off, and I didn't stop recording. Actually, like the last two Wednesday shows, I already recorded, scheduled to go, and I do want to apologize about the Monday show two weeks ago. It came out late. It only came out late because it was recorded already, but when I was putting the schedule, um, when I was like t- trying to put it up for scheduling right, um, I put March 8th to February 8th. But, um, anyways, this was really needed. Like I said, for me, I feel refreshed. Like, not forcing myself to watch Raw or watch anything. Just watching what I wanted to watch was therapeutic. You know, like I said, I just kind of sit back and watch other YouTubers and podcasters and people who I respect. And I'm sitting there like, man, they take a lot of air quotes vacations. You can't see me doing air quotes there. Uh, but it's more about just staying refreshed. And especially when you watch so much wrestling. Um, it gets to be... A lot. And actually, as I'm recording this, I actually started to, to watch the pay-per-view really late. Matter of fact, when I got home, the show was already over. So I've been watching the show, and I say, you know what? I kind of already know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, actually. Um, so I don't need to give a play-by-play. Just give my thoughts on it. Like a week and a half ago, um, I was like, you know what? I realized by the time I record a new show for the Monday show... It'll be Elimination Chamber. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do a review in Elimination Chamber and see how that goes. And boy, was it a noteworthy show. I think it's more important to talk about that and just focus this show on that rather than have it focused on the past. Because this is leading things to WrestleMania, but it's very interesting because it opens the door for a number a number of things. So let's get right into it. And, as a matter of fact, I'm watching it right now. I'm actually watching the main event, which is uh, the the Raw Chamber with all former WWE champions going for the WWE title. Um, I'm going to get to my thoughts on that in a second. Let's just run it. This was a short pay-per-view. It was only a two-and-a-half-hour show. Um, obviously, because Lacey Evans is really pregnant, um, they pulled the match between her and Asuka. So, I don't know where Asuka's going with this Raw Championship. I do hope she at least gets to go to WrestleMania to defend the, te- the championship. I don't know what you do with uh, 
Charlotte Flair. But you know what? That's for another show since they weren't on this show. Let's talk about this pay-per-view and the people that were on it. First of all, on the Raw kickoff show, John Morrison wins the opportunity to, to join the Triple Threat match for the U.S. Championship. Um, Keith Lee was pulled. Something's going on with Keith Lee. I know about a month ago now, or a little under a month ago, uh, him and his new, new fiance Mia Yim, congratulations to them. Um, well, she tested positive for COVID, and they lived together. And so nothing ever came out about him testing positive, but he's been off you know, on TV. And then they used the, the attack from Bobby Lashley, who has been a monster, um, to say that's why he's off the show. I'm going to tell you why that could be significant down the road right now. Um, but we start off this pay-per-view with the SmackDown Chamber. The winner gets a Universal Championship match immediately after. Um, I did hear some people say it was going to be like cha- the, the SmackDown Chamber would be at the beginning. And then that, that main event would be there. I was like, why would they do that? It defeats the purpose of what Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns just set up. Like, I just didn't believe in that. Anyways. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin and Jey Uso start in the pods. Cesaro and Daniel Bryan, of course, they start off. These guys just have great chemistry. Cesaro's getting one hell of a mini little push here. I don't think he's going to get any championship match. I don't know what you... So, you know what I think is going to happen here? Since we know the main event for WrestleMania already, because after this match will happen, I don't... I need some time to think about what you do with Cesaro. But I know some people were speculating that he might get a, a championship match at... And I was fighting that back then, you know, I said, you know what, I'm just going to let it out, so excuse me. Um, I know some people thought he was going to get a universal title match at Fastlane. I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I, I think it's going to be more of a face-off type of thing at Fastlane between Reigns and Edge. But um, anyways, they start the match off. They have a good opening about five minutes about baron corbin comes out next after that Sami Zayn, whose documentary crew was kicked out thanks to the, the referee uh, baron corbin gets put in a sharpshooter from cesaro cesaro's move list he cesaro is the ultimate like creator wrestler move list if you look at all the moves he does he is something that when you build your creator wrestler you're like, all right, I'm going to give him the sharpshooters to finish. I'm going to give him these uppercuts. I'm going to give him all. I'm going to give him the 619. Like, he literally does his moves plus others. So, he's the ultimate, he has the ultimate list of moves that come from a creator wrestler. Um, but he makes Baron Corbin tap out to the sharpshooter. Kevin Owens comes out next. Jey Uso out last. Kevin Owens stuns uh, Zami Zayn and eliminates him. Uh, the door, this was a very, I know some people didn't like it because. All the abuse that Kevin Owens took last month. They're like, well, he can do all that, but he, he this happens to him and whatever. It's a chamber. You have to assume that... How do I put it? You have to assume that, like... They've already taken the punishment because the chamber alone does that. The mental and physical toll. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. Um... But this was still unique to me. So the door is open and they have to shout in the door. I was like, they're going to clearly do something with that. That's my first thought. They don't shoot the door like that for any reason. So anyways, um, Jey Uso gives uh, Kevin Owens a super kick. And then he puts his, and then Owens' arm is just right there. So 
Jey Uso just then begins to slam the chamber door on his arm and hold his arm on the door and like says, he says, you gonna get this work and whatever, whatever. So finally, he hit a number of super kicks. Um, oh yeah, by the way, just before I forget, they they have some video game footage of the new day, like when their opening graphic comes on. It's like some Mario Brothers type of footage. It's pretty awesome. Anyways, I'm, I'm watching X. I'm watching, literally watching this match as the things happen. So, and Ke- it's, I still love the attention to detail that Kofi has. Every time he looks at, at the chamber, he looks back. Because if you remember, he was the victim of Edge attacking him one year and then eliminating him, well, essentially taking his spot in the chamber. So every time he gets in the chamber, I've noticed that he always looks back to make sure no one's coming to get him. So that's very fascinating. I love that the, the, the attention to detail there. Um, but anyways, as Jay also hits him like three super kicks, then Owens rolls into the ring, hits him with a, uh, a splash, and one, two, three, Kevin Owens is eliminated. Um, I, I still thought that was unique. I know some people didn't like it, but whatever, you know. Um, Cesaro is eliminated next with a splash from Jey Uso. And finally, Daniel Bryan wins his third Elimination Chamber match, giving a knee to Jey Uso in the process. That gives him his third Chamber win. And, like, you, it's like, to me, certain records, like, I think, I guess ev- almost every record that's, just, that's significant like that, Royal Rumbles, Chambers, Money in the Banks, whatever, if you look at Daniel Bryan, the only thing he, ha- he hasn't done is won a Royal Rumble. He's been a M- Mr. Money in the Bank, cash in successfully. He's won three Chambers, and I think he's only one of two men. And I think the other is Triple H. To the sex, the sex, oh, sex, listen to me, successfully defend the World Heavyweight Championship and the WWE Championship in the chamber. If you just look at it, like his, his body work is so amazing and so unique because he, like I, I didn't like I knew he won two chambers, but like the first one was kind of like so obscure as him. The last person in there was Santino Morella. The crowd was going crazy. I think it was in Oakland or something, and I remember that night because I was like, "There's no way Santino's gonna win," but. The crowd was so pumped up. And, like, for him to win three chambers, that's just so amazing. Um, to me, it's just, it just, I wouldn't think someone like him would hold that record. I would think Cena, Triple H, the take, Undertaker, I would think they are more, and they do. But, I mean, he's only one behind Triple H who has won four. But, I mean, jeez, what, 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 what a night. Well, anyways, the match between Reigns and Bryan lasts all of two minutes. Uh, the match starts off with Reigns going for the spear and him missing, getting put in the yes lock. Reigns gets out of it because Brian is too weak to go. And then he puts him in a chokehold, and that's that's the match. At the end of the match, though, Edge spears Roman. This is a, in return uh, after Reigns speared Edge on SmackDown, and he makes it official. He points to the WrestleMania sign. We have our WrestleMania main event, I would assume, of night two. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Edge. A couple things I want to touch on here. So, one. I read an article that was interesting. We've all known that Daniel Bryan and Edge have both been on the creative teams for a while. And someone, and I don't remember who, I want to contribute to, to, I think I had it. I think I had the right person, but I don't want to say the wrong person's name. So, in case I'm wrong, I'm not going to say the person's name. But they did an article about influence and who does right with it, who does wrong with it. And this was after Edge won the Rumble. And 
the the writer said, I, wa- I wonder how people feel that Daniel Bryan's using his influence to put people over while Edge is using his influence to win a second Royal Rumble and get a main event payday at WrestleMania. And my first thought was, that's kind of un- that's kind of unfair. Like, a lot of people want to see dream matches with Edge. So he's going to need to be in the ring. And eventually, as I've kept saying, as I keep saying, excuse me, He's going to get a championship. He's going to get that, what, he's an 11-time champion. He's going to become a 12-time world champion. Just get it over with. Now, here's what you could, to me, I don't think Roman Reigns should be losing that championship. However, what you can do, because I don't think, and matter of fact, I gave a statistic that people didn't even realize until I said it, right? If you look at every two-time winner, they've won a championship one time, but they've also lost a championship match at Mania one time. If they've even gotten it. Edge is winning this match at WrestleMania, right? This will be the, the feel-good story or whatever. Because I'm, I'm assuming fans will still be in the building. Will be in the building, excuse me. But here's how you can play this off. You know I don't think Reigns should be losing. You can play this off or play this by... Once Edge wins the title, now... Roman Reigns goes completely crazy. He destroys everything in sight. And he has to get his position back. And I think this should be no more than a month title reign. Because I don't I don't know the schedule right now. I don't know when the, I'm assuming backlash is there after WrestleMania. I don't know when that happens though. But I do think Reigns needs to win that belt back pretty much immediately and destroy Edge. In the process. Take him off TV for another month or two. Then Edge can reappear. And right as he's about to challenge Roman Reigns. Someone, a new person that he wants to feud with. Will then beat him up. And they'll go off in that direction. I still don't think it's a good idea to have Reigns lose. But he's going to lose. So for all you people who wanted to see this. This is what you're going to see. Another part-timer with the belt. Because he's a part-timer. But it's all, but it's all good though. Because this could lead to an even greater heel... A dynamic for Reigns and Paul Heyman when Paul Heyman and the rest of the WWE backstage understand in storyline air quotes that you can't stop an unhinged Reigns. If you thought he was unhinged in that hell in a cell, no, you haven't seen nothing yet, right? So I think that's how you can play that off personally, but yeah, I, I would that I would go there. Anyways, you have next up, you have the triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. John Morrison, Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle. They sent out commentary, and this was like, I actually didn't realize commentary was on because I was just blocking it out everything so much. That Bobby Lashley has the longest U.S. title run in six years. That sounds about right. He's been a monster. I think the last time he's actually lost clean was against Drew McIntyre. So this is all interesting. So, this match was decent. Bobby Lashley did, just dominated this entire time like he's been doing the last several months. Uh, Matt Riddle you eventually uses a well, MVP's crutch on Bobby Lashley. Gets rid of him. Hits the bro Derek on John Morrison to win his first. In, oh, his first. If it, well, I guess technically it was tag team champions with Pete Dunne. Well, they don't count NXT, so it doesn't matter. Was his first main roster championship, the United States title. Um, good job for him. I'm really happy for him. But to me, the bigger story is Bobby Lashley coming out of this. 
as I know now what's going to happen. But to me, this was actually speculated by a few different people I've heard, I heard um, telling me that they thought that Bobby Lashley was going to lose the title without being pinned. And I said, you know what? I can see that. But now this opens the door for WrestleMania. And here's what I think is going to happen at WrestleMania or before Mania. Because later in the night, we see a powwow between MVP and The Miz, which there clearly was a deal to help Miz win the title if Lashley gets a championship match. Miz will definitely be a transitional champion. For the record, let's just get to it. Even though I'm still watching the match right now, the match just began. Um, at the end of the Elimination Chamber match, the Raw one, Drew McIntyre wins. Bobby Lashley comes out and just, just destroys McIntyre. Miz cashes in, becomes a two-time WWE champion. He will not have that belt for long. I am going to assume and predict, I guess, Lashley will get that championship at Fastlane and defend the WWE championship. He will become the third black man to become the champion, the first being The Rock, the second being Kofi Kingston, the third being him. I'm, def- I'm, I'm, I am completely, I don't, I'm assuming a one-on-one match between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus will happen at the pay-per-view, WrestleMania, but I'm going to say that Keith Lee is going to get the WWE Championship match against Bobby Lashley, and that's why they have him, if he's not legitimately hurt or doesn't have COVID or anything, I'm assuming that's why they have announced that, or that's why he said on commentary, hey, you know, he took Keith Lee out. So, I'm assuming they're setting him up for a match. And he has to get that belt. And once again, Miz is not going to WrestleMania as champion. The, it's clear the direction they're going is Miz and Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. That's clear the way they're going. Miz will not have the championship doing that. Um, but to me, the match that it looks like it's going with is Keith Lee versus uh, Bobby Lashley. I don't see Keith Lee winning that match either. I, think, I see Keith Lee losing. But here's the thing. I remember back in 2007... I was not enamored with um, Bobby Lashley. And then he had this match at the Great American Bash against John Cena. John Cena went almost a whole year. We've been over, over this in pay-per-view already he, he, with the title. And he was having some terrible feuds. Like him and Great Khali, they had two straight pay-per-view main event matches, which was totally not cool. Um, and for me... The thing that put by, I knew he was good, but he just was so dry and whatever. But him in that match with John Cena, I was like, oh, okay. I, I finally saw what I needed to see to get from Bobby Lashley. So I was a, a fan all throughout his impact run. You can tell they've always wanted to put the title on Lashley or at least give him opportunities. Um, that's why he was in that match with the billionaires and all other type of stuff, uh, with Umaga. Like you could tell he just wanted to do stuff with him. Um, so I completely think this was long overdue. Um, and once again, a lot of things can change, but it looks like that's where they're, that's where they're going is Lashley getting that WWE, which would be the crown jewel of the Hurt Business, as they are still the tag team champions on Raw as well. So, um, that's just since we went out of order, but that all coincides with each other. And finally, and I didn't think I'd be talking about this last, but it's just the way it all is, and then whatever. 
But the te- women's tag team championship match, you have Sasha Banks, Be- Bianca Belair versus Nia Jax and Shayna. Nia Jax and Shayna retain the titles because I think they're going to lose them in two weeks at uh, NXT taping. Um, for me, this whole Reggie thing is clearly leading somewhere. Um, I don't know where, though. And obviously, we know Bianca Belair versus Sasha is the match for Mania. But um, this whole thing is interesting just because a lot of things can happen from now until Mania. It's cool if Mania is like six or seven weeks away. That's fine, right? I don't think it's that long away. But the fact that we have another pay-per-view, Fastlane, in front of it, it's just like, what are you going to do with that? And if the chamber was two and a half hours, that better be two and a half hours. So... Anyways, that's all I got. It's just, I, I figured I would start back up and start with a bang. That's what we've done. Limitation Chamber match. Uh, pay-per-view, excuse me. Um, that's your show for this week. The Wednesday show you will have. Uh, and then next week we'll go back to giving my opinion on the week of wrestling, the news, the notes, all that good stuff. Um, but this was the Limitation Chamber review. I see things a little differently, and we're out.